Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 21st, 2022. We're into now three weeks of a brand new year. We're seeking God concerning what he wants to do in this season. We believe that God already made plans for 2022. We believe that God already destined us from the foundations of the world. We believe that God has good plans, plans to bless us, to give us a future and a hope. And our job is to die to sin, die to self, die to selfishness, to get to the point where we yield to God and we open up our heart to whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it in our lives. We want to receive God's best. We want to receive the fullness of everything that God wants to do in our lives. And we yield ourselves over to him. We're learning life lessons from the life of Jesus learning about Jesus and how he lived and how that applies to us and how he was God in the flesh and how we're the continuation of his incarnation, man, this is going to be good. I want you to open up your heart to receive. You know what? I love talking about Jesus. As Jesus is, 1 John 4 17, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. So are you in this world. I love it. I love talking about Jesus. So this is part 11. This is Life Lessons from the Life of Jesus, part 11. If you missed any of the previous parts, go to todaysword.org or youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina and get those messages and they're going to be a blessing to you. Once again, this is part of a series where I'm laying out a foundation for 2022. Well, we got to uh, seek God concerning the intentional progress that he wants us to have. We're not just going to sit back and say, you know what? This is a year of progress. This is a year, uh, a year of progression. You know, it's coming to me and I'm just going to wait for it to happen. No, I mean, of course, there's a timing component, but we're going to be deliberate about the, the progress that God wants us to have. We're going to go through all six of these steps. I'm still on the first one. So the series is going to take some months, but that's okay. I'm not in a hurry. I'm going to go line by line, line by line, precept by precept, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. So let's get into the word for this morning. We, we've looked at the life of Jesus. We looked at John chapter 5, chapter 6, uh, chapter 8, chapter 12. And now we're in John chapter 14. Yesterday, we looked at we looked at John 14 and 10 a couple of days ago. Then we looked at John 14 and 12 yesterday. I want us to go look at John 14 and 13 today. I went to sleep meditating on this, and I'm ready uh, to teach on it this morning. So John 14 and 13, the Bible says, this G Jesus speaking, Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, when you don't know the Bible, you don't know God, you don't understand anything and you read something like that, I, Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name and I'll do it. I don't know about you, but I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I want a Rolls Royce. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, people just ask for crazy stuff. And then it, it is like, because they don't understand what Jesus was really saying. So I'm going to explain that today. I have four things to share with you this morning. By the end of today, you'll have a better understanding of that statement, John 14 and 13. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Number one, four things. Number one. Listen, when I get into these points, rid your heart and your mind of all distractions, lock in. Four things. Number one, here we go. You can get to the point where you can ask for anything. 
so getting to the point where you can ask for anything, that, that's there's a level of progression that's required to get to that point. So don't misunderstand when Jesus said, hey, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. That doesn't mean that God is at your beck and call, right? That doesn't mean that God has signed up to give you whatever you want. Like he's a genie in the bottle. You have three wishes and you're like, okay, shh, wish number one. Like, no, that's not what that means at all. You got to understand the context and I'm going to walk you through it. So in context, Jesus had already said over and over again, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. The son can do nothing without the father. So in context, when he's saying, hey, you can ask for anything in my name, but he was saying it within like, no, it's in my name though. You have to ask it the way that I ask. You have to live the way that I live. So you, you got to understand what he was saying. So when you die to self and you only seek to do what you believe the father is leading you to do, and you're living like Jesus in this world, and you, you can honestly say, yes, as Jesus is, so am I. Then at that point, yes, you can ask for whatever you want in faith, in the name of Jesus, with a full expectation that God will bring it to pass, but it takes some time. Matter of fact, I'm going to teach even more about this when we get to John 15, because in John 15 and 17, he said, if you abide in me or you remain in me and my words abide in you, my words remain in you, then you can ask for whatever you want, right? You can ask for whatever you want, but here's the caveat though. You got to get to the point where you abide in him and he abides in you. So when you're abiding in him, you're living in him and he's living in you, you're abiding in him and abiding in his word and he's abiding in you and and you're abiding in his word and, and, and you've died to sin, self and selfish desires. And you've gotten to the point where you're living in harmony with God. And, and it's not that, you know, God is part of my life or God is the God of uh, my, my Sundays and my Wednesdays. No, God is my life. When you get to the point where you can say that, no, God is my life. I'm here. I'm only going to, I only want whatever he wants. I'm only want to do whatever he wants me to do. Then Jesus was like, yeah, when you get to that point where you know that, that I am the vine and you're the branches and the branch can do nothing without the vine. If disconnected from the vine, it just withers up. But when it's connected to the vine, then the life of the vine, the life of me, Jesus flows through you. And you know that you're just getting everything. You're, 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 you have sweatless victory. You're not trying to make stuff happen. It's it just, you have sweatless victory because my life is flowing through your life and my life produces fruit. So it's not about work, it's about fruit. And the fruit, it just naturally comes. I'm just naturally supernatural. Naturally, I get to walk in. Well, God wants me to walk in. I'm just naturally blessed. Naturally, whatever I put my hands to do, it prospers. I'm not trying to make it happen. It's sweatless victory because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. He's like, yeah, when you get to that point where you abide in me and my words abide in you and it's not about you no more and you're just connected to the vine and whatever the vine wants to do is, yeah, you can ask for whatever you want because at that point, Whatever you want is what I want. You're not asking for selfish desires. You've died to sin. You've died to self. You've died to selfishness. And since you no longer have selfish desires, since you no longer take on the pressure to perform, since your life is no longer about you and it's all about me, go ahead. Go ahead, son. Go ahead, daughter. Ask for whatever you want. Because now what you want is what I want. Your desires are my desires. I've already put my desires in your heart. When David said God gives us the desires of our heart, he wasn't saying, that he gives us the object of our desires, even though he will give us the object of our desires in the fullness of time. He says, no, he'll give you the desire. He will tell you what to pray for. <clears throat> he'll tell you what to ask for. He will tell you, he's like, hey, I want to give you this. I need you to ask for it though, because I still need you to pray. <laughs> so, so look, I'm, I'm trying to bless you. I will tell you what to ask me for so I can release it. You know what I'm saying? And so he will lead us. And at that point, he'll give us the desire of our heart. And then we ask for that desire. And it's a desire that lines up with his desires. And since we're asking for anything, John said, 
ask for anything in his name according to his will, we know we already have it. We, it's already done. And now why? Because what I'm asking for is what he already planned from the foundations of the world. I'm not asking for a selfish desire. I'm not even asking for something that came, that I came up with in my own heart. I'm only asking for something that you implanted down in my heart and you told me what to ask for and I asked for it and now you do it and I'm doing it. Oh, wow. And I'm doing it like Jesus did it. So I'm doing it in his name. So let me explain. I'll keep going. Number two, Jesus gave us the authority to use his name. So this is a, a, an act of one, a wonderful act of grace, the authority to use his name. So I was in the military, United States Army, 25 years. A lot of people that are on this call are associated with the military or also served in the military. You know that when somebody of a higher rank sends you out to do something, and now you are basically like deputized. So you're out there doing it in the name of that person. So you're carrying out an order. You're under orders. You're not doing what you want. You're under orders. And since you're under orders, you get to operate in the power or the authority of the person that sent you. So if that person has a higher rank, more authority, then now you're operating in his or her name. So when you go out there and I say, hey, I'm here because, you know, such and such sent me, then I get to operate under the power, the authority of the rank and the weight of that of such and such. So there's a level of weight that's associated to my words because my words didn't come from me. There's a level of weight that's associated with my, to my words and my actions because my words and my actions did not originate with me. And the level of weight is connected to the one that sent me. And so that's how Jesus lived. He was like, you know what? The words that I speak are not my words. I'm not even here down here on the earth to do whatever I want. I'm only here to do what the one who sent me, sent me to this planet to do. And so I get to operate in his authority, his power, his strength, because he's the one that sent me out. So, so Jesus was like, if you understand that, I'm now sending you out and I'm giving you the power. I'm giving you the authority to use my name. There was one time where Jesus sent out the 70 and they, they did stuff and they came back and they was like, whoa, mind blown. Even demons have to bow down to us when we use your name. Oh, snap. Like I, the demons would not run from me. But when I use the name of Jesus, boom. Even demons have to bow down. Why? Because we're using your name. We're using the power and the authority that's connected to your name. To be clear, you don't have, you're not good enough to use the name of Jesus. Let me say that again. You, you're not good enough. Like in your own power, your own ability, your own strength, you could never earn the right to operate like Jesus. But Jesus gave it to you by grace. It's unearned, it's unmerited, it's undeserved. So he was like, you can operate like I operate. And you go out there and operate like me and use my name. So not only can we hear from the father like Jesus heard from the father, we get to use his name on earth to accomplish what he sent us to accomplish. And this is the grace life, right? Because now it's all about him. It's not about us. We yield to him. When, when you, I call it the grace life because it's a reminder of three things. Number one, you're not doing your own thing. It's not about you. It's all about him. Number two, you're not operating under your own power, your own authority. It's all his power. It's his authority. And number three, you're not even the one that's doing the work. In John 14 and 10, he said, it's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. So when you understand all of this, you can live stress-free. The life of grace, the grace life is a stress-free life. I have no pressure to perform. I'm not trying to make nothing happen. I'm just trying to, I just want whatever God wants and I want to live the life that God has destined me to live. And whatever he tells me to do, I'll do. Wherever he leads me to go, I'll go. Whatever he wants me to do when I get there, I'll do it. And I'm going to do it by faith and I'm going to do it in his name and I'm going to do it for his glory. My life is all about him and the church said, amen. Number three, 
Jesus is glorified when we exercise divine authority in his name. So when we operate in his name, then he's glorified. Jesus said, listen, I'm going to give you the, the power, the authority to use my name. And then you ask for anything in my name and I'm a, I will do it. And then the son can bring glory to the father. At the end of the day, it's all about giving him the glory. It's all about giving God the glory. When you live your life to give God the glory, when, when you have the audacity to go out there and attempt whatever the father is leading you to attempt, you bring glory to the son and you bring glory to the father because you're doing something that exceeds your power, your ability, your strength. It's not about you. It's all about him. So God wants to be glorified on, in this planet, on the earth, and he will do so when you yield to him, when you submit to him, when you give yourself over to him as a human conduit of the divine. God gave us his spirit. Matter of fact, later on in John 14 and then later in John 16, Jesus explained that it's all about the Holy Spirit. God gave us his spirit so that we can know what he's thinking, so that we can be led of him in all things. And as we attempt to perform whatever he leads us to do, he will be glorified because people will see us and they will know that it's not us. Dude, I'm not that smart. People call me smart. I don't know. I'm not that smart. It's the grace of God. It's the God gives me wisdom that exceeds my education and experience. God gives me wisdom. God has given me the tongue of the learned. Oh, glory to God. I say stuff that baffles me sometimes. You know, I could be, I, I, I was, <clears throat> excuse me. I was watching a video yesterday um, where, where um, for work, I recorded something, you know, for the company. And um, I was talking to somebody and it was like, hey, I watched this video, man. It was good. And it was something I recorded years ago. I, I, I honestly forgot about it. And so I went back for whatever reason last night, I went back and I was like, let me click on this thing. And I watched it and I was like, man, that was good. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I mean, that's God. Like, I mean, like it's God, God will, God will use you and it will be for his glory. Just make sure you give him the glory. Never take God's glory. All right. Number four, last thing for today. And as I release you, I said all that to get to this point, because this is the point that I went to sleep meditating on. And this is the point that I woke up meditating on, but I saved the best for last. We are the continuation of his incarnation. I told you that before, but let me explain. Jesus was God in the flesh, right? So Jesus was God incarnate. Incarnate means incarnate in meat, in flesh. So he was God in the flesh. And so you and I are called to be the continuation of his incarnation. We're supposed to live just like Jesus lived in this world. You and I, as Jesus is, 1 John 4 17, so are we in this world. So we're supposed to live like Jesus lived. He heard from the Father. He only did those things he was led of the Father to do. He he didn't rely on his flesh at all. He did nothing without the Father. He acknowledged the fact that he could do nothing without the Father, but with the Father, he could do all things. So we're supposed to live the same way. We're the continuation of his incarnation. So as I was meditating on this, I want to explain, because I think a lot of believers don't explain this. Jesus said, or don't understand John 14 and 13, or statements like this. Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. And that's the thing that messes people up because then they ask for something and they don't get it. And James explains it though. James says, well, you have not because you ask not. You got to ask, right? Jesus even said like, you know, the father knows what you need before you ask, but you still got to ask. But then James goes on to say, but then again, you ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss. You're asking for your own lust. You're asking for something that is selfish. You're asking for something that was birthed in your heart and not in the heart of God. 
And so Jesus was not saying, you can ask for anything in my name, I'm going to do it. That doesn't mean I'm a genie in a bottle that, you know, through you get three wishes. No, he was like, if you understand, let me give you the context. Once again, Jesus setting up the statement. Jesus is talking to people in John 4, 13, uh, John 14 that had been with him for three and a half years. Jesus was talking to people that he had already made it plain that I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I, I see my father do. The son can do nothing without the father. I'm not here to do what I want. I'm only here to do the will of the one that sent me. He already, he already had taught all of these people uh, that stuff. In John 14 and 10, three verses earlier, he had already said, listen, it's the father who lives in me. If you see me, what do you mean? Show me the father. Something wrong with you, dude? If you see me, you see the father. It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. You're going to do even greater works because I go to the father, but it's not about me. It's listen, you're going to do greater works. Watch this because I go to the father, because when I leave, you're going to be able to do what I did. He explained right now, I am with you, but after I leave, the Holy Spirit will be in you. So right now the Holy Spirit is in me and me and the Holy Spirit are with you, but we're with you external to you. But I have to leave. And once I leave, you're going to do works and even greater works because I go to the Father. Once I leave, God will no longer be with you. God will be in you. And once God is in you, then you can live the way that I live because God is in me. Since I am walking around with the Holy Spirit, guess what? Once you're born again and you get to walk around with the Holy Spirit, then you get to do what I do. And you get to live like I live. And at that point, you can ask for anything in my name if you live like I live, right? And so he was like saying, once, once you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and you understand that I'm giving you the power, the authority to operate in my name, but you still got to live the way that I live. How do I live? I don't do anything without the Father. How do I live? I'm only led of the Father in all things. So, so he was not saying, Jesus was not si signing up, to be clear. Jesus was not signing up to allow people to use his name who had not built up his character. Let me say that again. He was saying, people can use my name, but people that live like me. So he was like, I'm not signing up to let, just let people use my name who don't have my character. Use my name who have not developed my heart. Use my name so they could get selfish desires. You know, Rolls Royce, ooh. You know, Bentley, ooh. Listen, I, I bring that up because people do dumb stuff like that. And, I, and if you want a car, like if you like cars, God will give you 10. That's not the issue. The issue is not cars. The issue is selfishness. Like, I mean, the issue is you coming up with stuff that, that God didn't come up with, and you got to get to the point where you only want what Jesus wants. Jesus was saying this. Let me, I broke this down. The last thing I'll say, I put all of this together in the RPV, the Rick Pina version. So let me close out with this statement. Basically, this is in my own words, what I believe Jesus was saying. So this is RPV. He was saying, hey, if you understand all the stuff that I've taught you for these three and a half years and you put it into practice and you live the way that I'm living, fully submitted to the father in all things, then I am giving you the authority to use my name and to continue what I have started. Before I showed up, people were focused on the law. They were very religious. I came to fulfill the law. So people could go back to living the way that me and my father originally intended for people to live. It is the way that Adam lived in the Garden of Eden before the fall. He walked with us and we walked with him. 
We gave him power and authority. He was supposed to extend heaven to the earth, but he messed up. So I came to redeem mankind. I came to get you out of the mess that Adam got you into. So now you guys can go back to living the way that me and my father originally intended for you to live. So when you operate in my name, when you live the way that I live, then you can ask for anything because you're living the way that I live. You're operating the way that I operate. Ask for anything in my name and I will do it. There's nothing that I will withhold from you. That's the Rick Pena version, right? So, so I hope that you got it. I hope that I hope that you got a better understanding of what Jesus was saying in John 14 and 13. And that's enough for today. <laughs> like I've given you enough. I hope that these messages on living like Jesus or understanding the life of Jesus and, and gleaning nuggets from the life of Jesus have been a blessing to you. I know that they have been a blessing to me. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak something over your life as we head into the weekend. Say this, say, Father, I thank you for your amazing and undeserved grace. This is a year of intentional progress for me. I will experience the progress that you already destined for me to walk in. Not because of my goodness, but because of your grace. I operate like Jesus operated in this world. As Jesus is, so am I. I am dead to self. I'm alive to you. Now, without you, I am limited to human activity. But with you, I can do all things. I can live like Jesus lived. I am the continuation of his incarnation. I am a carrier of God. The supernatural is natural to me because I'm born from above. I am naturally supernatural. Therefore, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. So listen, do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if uh, this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. And it's Friday. On Fridays, I like to remind you, we have a podcast. Subscribe to that. Go to the you know iTunes and, and look for the podcast. Just search for the Rick Pina podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, and more importantly, if you're not a member or a partner with our ministry, go to ripministries.org and pray about making a donation. No donation is too small. No donation is too large. You will be a partaker of the grace that's on our ministry and you will get to experience that grace and walk in that blessing. I love you. God loves you too. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you.